Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Presser of the Drunk. Today I will be your professor. And I'm your drunk. So before we start, yeah. we I do I personally want to say I was going to upload a notice, but I never got around to it. We didn't upload an episode last week because life happens. A lot of stuff happened. We weren't necessarily able to record and I wasn't necessarily at a mental or physical state where I could do anything like recording or uploading a notice. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, how have you been this week, drunk? Or these two weeks, I should say. You know, I've been, I've been fun. Really, yeah. it's uh, it's been weird. Yo, um, oh yeah, there's a gas shortage. In yeah, in the Bible Belt or roughly the Bible Belt, yeah. Yeah, this has been a lovely scene to watch. It has been. <laughs> it's worse than the toilet paper shortage. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The people are filling. They, you know, the CDC went on Twitter and asked people to stop filling up plastic bags, bags yeah. with gasoline. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, God, Lord, we're ready. Come to get us now. <laughs> just, just a wrap. Right. I've, I've watched people fill up, like, um, gas fuel tanks after fuel tank over fuel tanks. Oh, uh, no, up. it's awful. It's really bad. Like, the, QT's out of gas. The first night it happened, my, my car was almost down, like, to a uh, one-third of a tank left. Mm. And everywhere was out except for Walmart, and it only had super premium gas. So I was like, I'm just going to put $25 in and I hope I can survive until I can get more. I know. Somebody was talking about, I guess, somebody was like a regular, like a car like mine, like a Nissan Versa, just like posted, like, I guess I'm doing diesel. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so your car's not going to make it far. Uh, but they, um, it's ridiculous. QT's out of gas, racetrack's out of gas. The two major are out of gas. Now we're depending on those little... Um, little um, kind of sketchy like gas stations. Yeah, stuff, the yeah. really old ones where you can't tell which one is which. Yeah. If you pick unleaded or if you pick diesel. Yeah. And it's just there's a lot. I went to Costco and I seen this that line wrapped around all the way to the Mall of Georgia. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And that's uh, my week's been pretty okay. How I would describe it, and I've told you this already, but how I would describe it is if I were a bird. Oh, okay. I would willingly fly into a ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. But uh, outside of that, there there is something you told me recently that I told you I would wait to tell you on the podcast because I wanted you to see it and I wanted to hear your reaction live. Okay. You're, you're recently, you're starting a new job I, and you've been talking to quite a few people lately and you told me you're so done with people asking you what your favorite color is to try and get to know you. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I told you that you need to t- start telling them black. And you're like, that's not going to do anything. I was like, no, it is. And let me show you how. So are you ready for this? Okay. What you do is you got <clears throat> you to let your voice just like die. Like there's no emotion whatsoever. And you, as you say it, you start saying stuff like the empty, the empty expanse of space, the void, etc. While letting your eyes shift from them to just staring out into nothingness. Oh, hell no. So, like, <laughs> someone walks up to you and be like, hey, my name's so-and-so. What's, uh, just to get to know each other, what's your favorite name? You then just be like, black. Like the empty expanse of the void. Like space. Like my heart. And right there, you're going to be labeled as that guy. Exactly. Like, yeah, we don't really talk to him. But. <laughs> That's the point, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't really talk to him. I mean, he works fine, but yeah. It's gotten me this far in life. It must be working. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, Professor, what, what is all happening today? All right. So one of the topics I wanted to bring <sighs> was 
something I talked to you about previously and something I think we both can relate to some extent is society and relationships. Okay. So society has this weird and almost incessant need of codifying relationships as end goals or like definite successes, you know? Yeah. Like say, even if it's a bad relationship that's abusive or whatever, at least you're in a relationship, you're still doing good in life. No. But it, that's how society treats it, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's true. They do. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, have we? Has I? I personally, I don't know if you have. Have you ever stopped to consider and think just how that affects like people our age or people younger than us? Yeah, that affects them terribly. That's <laughs> why. That's why a lot of us are all fucked up. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We're more fucked up than I think. I don't know. I feel like we're more freely fucked up than right. Yeah. Previous generations, I could see that. It's just very interesting to me that, like, as a whole, we'd have, like, older generations and even, like, just people a few years older than us being like, oh, well, you're in a relationship. That's good. You two love each other. Meanwhile, like, they've seen your boyfriend, like, fucking screaming at you. And they're still like, yeah, no, y'all are great. It's like, I'm sorry. That's because older relationships. Oh, okay. So I had this conversation before. Back then, right? I want to say, like, especially, like, during, like, baby boomer times and before then. A relation, I hate that people like go on social media and post like, like back in like the 50s and stuff. Be like, oh, let's go back to that time. Right. It's like, oh, relationships always lasted, really. You know why they lasted? Because you couldn't leave them. Exactly. It was so difficult to leave. First of all, especially if you're a woman, what were you going to do when you left them? You were going to go be broke somewhere or go back as well, go be a prostitute while you're at it. Like women still had nothing. Yeah. Like, definitely. So men were so superior. What was the point of leaving? What yeah. was the point of leaving? You were sitting there. You were talking about, let me smell your dick. What? You smell your husband's dick. Yeah, it smells like he's been in something, but what you going to do about it? You going to leave? Where are you going to go? <laughs> I'm horrified at the point of, like, let me smell your dick. <laughs> you never had anybody? No. Okay, so if you can smell some balls, right, you yeah. can tell, or a dick, you can tell if your significant other has been cheating on you. Because most men don't really clean up like that. After having intercourse, they kind of just hit it and then go to the bathroom and then go take a piss and that's it. That's why they say, let me smell your dick, let me smell your balls. Because you can smell... See, what, I, what I'm learning today is apparently I have much better hygiene than the average Yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> men, A lot of men don't have good hygiene. A lot okay. of men just don't. I mean, just because you take a shower don't mean anything. That's true. So... Um, but yeah, back then it was so easy to cheat. It was. And like I said, what were you gonna do after you cheated? And most women didn't really cheat on men like that because they had too much to lose. Yeah. Men had nothing to lose. Yeah, no, you're right. And then but you also have and that's where you get like a bunch of like these stories you see them on like social media all the time or like people in like nurses and whatnot, or people who like work in nursing homes will talk about like, yeah, this is a uh, Miss Betty. Don't talk to her about her husband. It's like, what do, you, what do you mean? He just mysteriously disappeared one day. No one really knows anything about it. <laughs> I hate those stories. Yeah, no, like, there, there's, and I've had a few people who have worked in nursing homes talk to me about it. They're like, yeah, no, there are some, some of them, like, some of the older women who had very abusive husbands. What is the, op- like, now that, like, the statue of limitations is way out of the line and they know if nothing can be done, they'll just openly be like, yeah, I killed the bastard. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> If you wait long enough, you can. If yeah, you can no. get away with it long enough, 
Yeah, once you say it, they can't do anything to you. What is the statute of limitations? It's like for a killing. I have no idea. Okay, let's say it's like twenty years. You wait twenty years, just admit everybody. Yeah, I killed him. I killed him. He pull you in, so you killed him. Yeah, twenty years ago. What you gonna do about it? Right. Body didn't decay. I know the statute of limitations and like for rape, I think it's like four years. Right. But um, no the the re. The reason why, um, I, I think that's so stupid. I think that's stupid to sit here and tell people like, oh, at least you're in a relationship. Right. What the fuck? I'm not fucking happy. He's beating on me. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I'm crying out for help and you want to tell me at least I'm in a, hey, is why I'm getting the shit beat out of me. Hey, I can always think, oh, at least I'm not alone. Right. The heck? I can't stand old people. And I will say not even old people, though. Like, you have some people who are just, like, you know, five, ten years older than us who still have that mentality and tell it to give people our age or people younger than us. Yeah, and it's fucking stupid. That means they, they, they kept their um the old people's ways, and they're the ones who are, that are Karens. Right. That are stopping us from being great today. Oh, okay. They are. They're the ones who always jump in and say, but. No, I agree with you. I'm just a bit worried about that phrasing. Karens? No, the other one. Stopping oh. us from being great today. They are stopping us being great today. We can't do anything. We can't even protest without hearing, ah, excuse me. <laughs> what, you know what you're doing is absurd. Oh, my God. Like, mind your business. Go back in the house. Go back in Make the your little casserole. And we do us and not you do casserole. you. You think it would be that easy. It's not that easy. These, Those are the people today that are like stopping certain stuff. They have no re- For example, I just watched this video of these two little boys skateboarding on these steps. Why the lady with the phone out videotaping? These little boys had to be about 11 or 12 years old. Why the, why the woman on there videotaping? Every time the boy tried to skate, she drops right in front of him. And I said to myself, you know what he's going to do? You know what she's going to do? She's going to, each time she steps in front of him while he skates, he's going to, she's going to hope that the skateboard taps her leg just a little bit so she can fall out. Yeah. They say, oh my God. Ah, Because <laughs> ah, that's exactly what they do every single time. Yeah, no, you're They're right. Ridiculous. Old people. Uh, that's that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about. Old people mindset are dangerous. Yeah, I agree. And, and they're, it's more than just like... <laughs> People not, like, willing to grow, I would say. Because there are definitely, yeah. like, older people who, like, have grown with the times and realized that maybe what was, what how I describe it is maybe traditionalism isn't good. Liberals. What? You oh, met an old person that's yeah, a liberal? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. but Or I, a Democrat? I, They're pretty no, cool. I, would, I know what you mean, but I meant more just, like, people who re- recognize traditionalism isn't good. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I'm that's, talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I wouldn't say not. it's not all, always necessarily a liberal. Or oh, liberal. I mean, if you had to char- char- characterize it. <laughs> Sorry, if you had to care. That's why I said that, if you had to uh-huh. characterize it. But if we're not characterizing it, never mind. No, but uh, there is something you wanted to talk about. Well, oh, you had two my things. God. No, you had two things. Okay, I'll do the first one. Okay, first, I'll, I'll do the first one. Okay, first of all, um, audience discretion Advise, is that how you say it? Viewer discretion. Viewer advice. discretion advise. What is following is going to have some very heavy triggering th- stuff. Heavy, very triggering, heavy themes, heavy topics. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not for younger audiences. Uh, just be warned. And if you're going through it, there are helplines. 
I don't have them, but there's there's help there's helplines. So what did you want to talk about, drunk? And let me before she actually starts, let me put it out here. I am in no way <laughs> claiming. Well, I'm gonna say the this. first one. I'm gonna say the non-bad first one, and then I'm gonna say the no, 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 bad no. one we, last. The ba- we need the bad one first. No, so we no, can no, have no, the no. Trust me, one the one bad one's kind of heavy. So I know, but <laughs> let's get we, the lightweight we need, out. We need the lightweight one so we can like come down from the bad one. All right. Okay. So I previously uh, previously was watching this um like podcast like video on YouTube, right? So interesting. Um, I wish I remember what it's called so I can give it like a recognition. Maybe it'll come to mind. But basically, they were interviewing this girl. And this girl was, um, let's say this girl, well, it's called um, The White Underbelly. That's what the video is called, The White Underbelly. Right. So basically, this girl, um, she is an incest survivor. It's on one of her, one of their videos. You can go on, you can go on The White Underbelly's YouTube page and- Definitely check it out. Um, basically says incest survivor. Incest survivor. So basically the girl was telling about how her sex, her grandfather who sexually harassed and raped her turned into her sex partner, her consentful sex partner. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So her grandfather, like I said, who raped and sexually harassed her. Turned into her sex, her fuck buddy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so basically, um, I, for, I don't know the girl's name. We're just going to call her Angel, right? Sure. So basically, Angel, she has three kids today and, you know, she's yeah. happy, but not by her grandfather, by okay, some good. other men. <laughs> but basically, it started off like this as she was younger. You know, she had a lot of family history going back and forth, back and forth. And she said to herself when she was younger, she she always knew that her grandfather was a pedophile. Right. But somehow, you know, the family kind of like stayed a distance away from him, but she always had contact with him. Right. Even as a little girl, and they all knew as even as a little girl, she was a pe- he was a pedophile. Okay. So it said it, it's, she said how it all started was at one point. I think she said this is the way it started. She's like uh, her grandfather was like, "Hey, I'm leaving. Let me get one more hug from you." The hug turned into a kiss, turned into his ch- tongue trying to go down her throat. <laughs> it's not funny, y'all. It's not. And yeah, it turned into all that. And she said she got up and she ran. And I don't think she said she ever mentioned it. Then there was one point when she was even younger, her and her sister went to go take a shower together at this house. And they were like kids. So, you know, kids take showers together and stuff like that. Right. And they said that the grandfather, they were both naked in the shower. They said they got up and the grandfather opened up the curtain, smiling at him, pulled his thing out and started jerking off in front of them. Yeah, and she said her little sister mouth dropped, like shocked. She said she even froze. She was looking like, what the fuck is happening? He said, she said she will never forget this look on his face as if it was like, like it's just this look, like grinning at them while he's doing it. She said she got up and ran. Yeah. And she realized she forgot her sister. So she went back. Her sister's still sitting there, mouth dropped, while he's still going at it. Right in front of her, and she grabs her sister. Says, "Come on!" They told the mom, and the mom packs up they shit and leave. Because apparently, the grandfather's been doing the same thing to her mother and her and her aunt. So he incested his own kids. Yep. Yeah. So this is where this is where you're like, 
what? All this shit is happening. And then she said she was like maybe in her 20s, I think. And she said she lost, she got into drugs, she got into all these other mistakes, you know. She was trying to, she was staying at a family member's house trying to get her life together. She said she was in bed and she was sleeping with her baby cousin. And, you know, the grandfather was still, you know, trying, was doing stuff to the baby, to the baby cousin and they all kind of knew, right. but they were trying to still keep her safe. So she said, okay, I'm going to go sleep with the baby cousin to keep her safe from the grandfather. Right. Um, the grandmother had said to the girl, to her granddaughters, like, listen, I know my husband does this stuff. And he's like, sometimes I be, she's like, I make sure I'm a lightweight sleeper because if I... If she's like, I'll make sure I sleep with him because if I feel him get out of bed and he doesn't return within like a couple minutes, then I know exactly where he is. And I go to the room to make sure he's not in there. So the grandmother already knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I want to say, woman, why have you not taken a rolling pin to the back of his head exactly. yet? Exactly. And he, the grandmother said, I've caught him trying to go in her room several times. Why have you not taken a frying pan to the back of his head exactly. yet? Exactly. So... Now, mind you, the girl, like I said, the girl's 20, to go back, the girl's 20, and she's sleeping in her baby cousin's room. Right. And she's sitting there, and she's sleeping, and then she's like, she hears a noise. Oh, God, it's going to get intense. Hold on one second. Okay. So, she hears a noise, and then the door opens. Yep. And I think her grandfather's in his little tidy whities or whatever. And... Weird. It's the whole time she's like, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, don't touch my baby cousin. Just don't touch my baby cousin. So she said that night he hopped on top of her, not the baby cousin, on her while the baby cousin was sitting there sleeping on her side. Like she said her baby cousin was touching her while all this was happening. And he raped her right there in that bed. Um, now, <laughs> this is where it gets bad. The next what do you mean this is where it gets bad? It just gets bad. I'm telling you, it gets worse. <laughs> so, so the next more. So after the grandfather, you know, does what he has to do. That's, that's gets a up way and you can phrase it. Yeah. After he rapes her, okay. He gets up, he goes off, and then the next morning she says, I wake up livid like I'm pissed. I'm mad because he just did that right in front of my baby cousin while he, she was right there laying in the bed like it was nothing. So you're thinking, so, okay, what's the first thing you think she's going to do as she gets up? What's the first thing you think she's going to do, for real? I mean, as I said, the grandmother should do, introduce frying pan to head. So you think that she should have, like, went to go pretty much go kill him, right? Yes. Okay, okay, right? You think that's what she's about to do? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I know psychologically and logically no one would do that in that moment because there's too many emotions running through your head, but... Josh, she does... She does the exact opposite of what anybody would have done. But she explained why, and I understand. But at the same time, I don't get it. Okay. She went down to his shed the next morning while he was doing stuff. Right. Went up to him and said, <laughs> she's fucked up. She said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this on my terms and on my time only. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, right. So she says that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I 
promise you, I stab my mouth dropped when she said that. I said, what? I'm sorry. She was so bad. She was just like, we're not going to ever do what happened last night again. She's like, so if we're not doing it on my terms and my time only, then we're not doing it anymore. And she said it in the podcast. She was like, I knew what I said sounded odd, but she was like, I don't know. It just seemed like the only right thing to say. Cause I guess a part of me knew it would never stop. So she thought she was like coming up with a compromise. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> basically the grandfather sat there, he grinned and he said, okay, no problem. So they continued to have sex with each other. Uh huh. Grandmother left to go out of town. He called her up, like, come on. They go to his bedroom, and they fuck like bunnies. So, one thing I do want to say before we go any further into this. Yeah, it gets worse. Is the, yeah, but before you do, is you originally phrased this. You originally phrased this as like, oh, they're consensual sex partners. And while logistically and technically you are correct, I would say you are not correct in that I would argue that's not consensual. That is consensual under coercion. I don't know what that meant. That means it is consensual in that, as you said, she as you said, she says she knew there was no other option, meaning she still is not consenting. She's just saying she knows she can't stop it. So she's making it for herself instead. Yeah. Which is consensual under coercion. Okay. Then yes, it was that. Um... Which is still technically not consent, but I digress. So you can you can continue. Now that I've gotten that off my chest. Okay. So, <laughs> so they continue to end up, they end up having sex with each other. Right. And, oh my gosh, she admits on a part, part on a pad, uh, on a podcast that they've had probably had sex like 50 to 60 times. Okay. Okay. So, you know, every time the grandmother left, they went to go have sex. Every time this and that, she said one day they went somewhere. Um, he was just like, hey, come on. I want you to come with me. We're going somewhere. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So they go, and then he's like, next, you know, they end up at a motel. And they go ahead and pay for the night. They're in the motel. She said they were fucking like rabbits in there for hours. On hours, on hours, and hours. Like they were, it was like nonstop. She said that, um, she said he has the stamina of an 18-year-old boy. How old is this man again? He was probably like in his fifties. Oh, that's not that's not as bad as I was thinking. Yeah, Never mind. No, it's not as bad. But she was like, they were just going at it. And then she said something. To this day, I cannot get the I can't get that out of my head. What she said, I cannot get it out of my head. But she said, he gave me my first orgasm ever. Let me just reiterate what I said earlier. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said it. She said that. She said he gave me my first orgasm. So and, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, wow, she must have liked it. That's <laughs> like, not how that works. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, she she was like, yeah, he gave me my first orgasm. I mean, she looked guilty within the video talking about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was like, she he gave me my first orgasm. You know, he knew what he was doing. All this other stuff. She said he was. She said he was a good partner, you know. But there were times where she didn't feel comfortable doing something. She kind of just turned her over and was like, "Shut up, keep doing it." No shit. Yeah. So she said that she's had sex with her grandfather for that long. She said about 
50 to 60 times. Um, that was a granddad. Yeah, that was a granddad. <laughs> that was a granddad. Uh, so I watched that. If anybody ever wants to know what I'm talking about, it's yeah, it's the soft white underbelly yeah. on YouTube. Um, they have inc- a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, incest survivor interviewing star. Very interesting. It's an awesome, um, um, it's an awesome YouTube page. But that right there, that got me fucked up listening to that whole thing. I thought they were gonna say something like maybe brother and sister doing something. No. She said she stayed his partner. I, I'm honestly just shell shocked. You were shell shocked. Watch the whole thing. You'll be more than just shell shocked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't, so, what are your thoughts on that? I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm just like my. It's still processing in my head everything you just told me, and I'm sitting here like, what? Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy. Like, I the whole time I was sitting there, at first it started off as like, you know, like, damn, it's, you know, crazy, raping her, da-da-da, like, I feel bad, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, oh, there was one part I missed that where there was one time where he raped her, like, he went, took her out to, like, the middle of nowhere and, like, just raped her, and then they almost got caught, and then he was putting his clothes back on after he was done with her and was like... Um, hurry up, hurry up, put your clothes back on. And she was like on like autopilot, just Yeah, I can imagine. Shit's crazy. But it was one point that I said to myself, Wow, what the fuck? Like yeah, she's right. out here. She's like she had a whole fuck buddy or her grandfather. Queer queerest fuck buddy, but yes. Yeah, and she said to herself, she said, I mean there was points where I said to myself that it was wrong, but she was like at one point it was just kinda like tuned out that this is wrong with more like it's this is whatever. Yeah, and that tends to be what happens anyway, generally. Especially in, like, repeat situations. You just hit a point where it's, like, your mind cannot handle it anymore, so it just becomes, like, you just refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah, she's sitting there, like, I know everybody's saying, like, how did I even get to this point? To right. even just sit, coming up to him and saying, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it on my terms. She's like, you know, she's like, have you ever just felt like you just didn't have a choice in anything. So it's yes. just like, yeah. Like, like I relate to it entirely, not on that level, but I do like, I get where she was coming from. Yeah. So you're at the point where you're like, it's going to happen anyways, but let me see if I can gain some type of control out of this. Right. At least she said, he's, you know, he was a good partner. He's a, no. Stop digging the hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> so to come down from that, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. About? Okay, everybody think about this real quick. When's the last time you seen a cow with white, a white cow with black spots? <laughs> think about it. Hold on. What? When's the last time in person, not just like in pictures and all that other stuff, you seen in person a white cow with black spots? Think about the last time. When you texted that to me, originally telling you I was talking about, I thought you were on some kind of something. And now the more I think about it, now I'm like thinking, I've only ever seen like brown cows. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have yet to see a black cow with, I mean, a white cow with black spots. Those are the traditional cows, right? Those the ones like the, you see all you the time. See art and everything, yeah. Yeah, like just how like grass is something you see that's always going to be green. Right. When's the last time you seen one? 
I can't think of one. Honestly. Exactly. We live out in the fucking country. <laughs> we see cows all the time. <laughs> you have yet to see a white cow with black spots. The most traditional cow that you will always see. We've yeah. yet to see them. So my question is. I can think of browns and whites and black with white spots, but not a white exactly. with black spots. So my question is, are they extinct? I don't think and they're we extinct. We just don't think. We just don't know. I don't think they're extinct. I just think. You have to realize because we are out in the country that you're not necessarily going to see anyone getting cows from very far away. So it's going to be tend to be the same general species and area and lineage around here. No. Yes. No, no. I've been all over the place. Even I'm in Canton, Georgia, you know, Gainesville, over here, Commerce, uh, Jefferson, Dawson. Well, it's a super country. All over, right? Yeah. Arcata or whatever, Arcata, whatever. Arcadia. Houston, Houston or whatever. I've yet to see a black, a white cow with black spots. Yeah, no, that, okay, fair enough. You got me there. Exactly. You you just don't see them anymore. No, you don't. And we're like in the countries of country. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know. So, like Kentucky can be a bit more country than us. Okay, I want to go to Kentucky. If I don't see one, then I think they're you, in state. You don't want to go to Kentucky. No offense to any of our Kentuckian viewers, but I'm pretty sure you know where you live. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just you just gotta think about it. When's the last time? Yeah, you're right. So I do have one serious thing I want to talk about, and I have a come down topic for mine as well. But the serious thing I want to talk about is something you and I have talked about previously, and just like general musings back and forth. And we said, how likely. Is it that you can mathematically predict how someone's life is going to go? Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's very likely, especially if you've seen it before. Yeah, but at that point, then it comes down to me, like, to truly do it, you then have to, in some way, devise a way to mathematically predict someone's personality. You can't just go by archetypes. You have to go down to like a scientific mathematical, this is what they are like. You know what I think it is? What? I think it's just, yeah, it also has to do with that, their personality, but I also think that it's more like steps. Right. Somehow we get, just like math, you can always take the same steps, like algebra, right? You take, there's several different steps to um, do this, but everybody's going to go a certain way to do it. So let's say you and me end up taking the same steps. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with life. You're going to take the same steps as that, you ironically take the same steps as that other person. Yeah. End up in the same place, doing the same thing, just a tad bit different. Yeah, I see what you mean. So we apparently have very different ideas on it then. Because that's what I was thinking the entire time we were talking about previously was going in my head like, if they act this similar to this person and they're taking the same career path as this person and they're doing the same things this person did when they were that age, can you not mathematically predict that they're going to end up in a similar, if not the same situation once the time comes? I think it's just steps. Yeah, no, I agree with you now that you say it out loud. It makes more sense like that. Like, It's just a matter of like, so what we're specifically talking about is like, uh, how do you put it? Yeah, we had um. There's a dickhole manager, right? So yeah, I was gonna say management positions. We've talked about it previously on this show. On the show, yeah. where it's like, it takes a very specific type of person to be in a management position for a corporation. 
Yeah, so basically, we're going to call this dude um, Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, Governor Brian Kemp. We're going to say it's Kemp, right? Okay. So fucking, so this dude named Kemp, it's not it's not Governor Kemp, but you know, named Kemp, it's a fucking dick. Like, he's a fucking prick. So he's just, dude's a fucking jerk. Imagine yeah. a very jerky jerk. Yeah. Who likes the biggest ball sack you ever seen. You, you know, people who know you are listening to this. You know that, right? <laughs> Yo, anyways, y'all know who I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> just imagine like someone's just like jerk, jerk waddish, right? Yeah. And like, you know, there's, there's, he's just, you know, just does everything jerkish and stuff like that. Now, mind you, there's this other person. We're going to name this other person Roger. Oh, yes, Roger. Yeah, we're not going to be too My different. My favorite character from American Dad. Yeah. So, excuse me. All that. Anyway, as I was saying, yes, Roger. My favorite character from American Dad. Okay. So, Roger is basically, you know, he's also kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, jerk, all that other stuff. Um, And basically, Roger is now becoming what Kemp was but the question is will he actually become what Kemp is I mean they're both conceited insecure people yeah I can see that they both have they both have the same personality so where how far does it have to go until they're basically um, um, Rogers another Kemp right you know what I'm trying to say? I do know what you're trying to say. So, I mean, how how far does it have to go? Because, I mean, they're both right now kind of in the same, per se, situation. Yeah. If you think about it. In a way, I suppose, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get deep into the situation and we really will know who the hell we're all talking about. We could figure out one person. I don't know about the yeah. other. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, the smarter the people who do know you are probably <laughs> going to be able to, able to clock both of them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also why I'm not saying anything. Because <laughs> you're the one thinking this all for yourself. I, I am. Um, but yeah, it's just like how far does Roger have to go to become like Kemp? And you say to yourself, um, you just say to yourself, like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like, it's either are we watching Roger destroy his life or are we watching Roger just have living a good life? He's just becoming a complete asswad. Yeah, I can see that. Which one is it? Are we watching Roger become an asswad? I have no idea, honestly. Are we watching Roger become an asswad? I feel like a big a part of Kemp, Kemp's life has to happen to Roger in order for Roger to become just like him. So I'm going to stop you right there because I know which part you're talking about and I don't want you to say it. Well, I'm not going to say it. Okay. It's just too personal. <laughs> it's not correct. It, no, it's not correct in any form of the sense. Oh, gosh. I hope this doesn't get big. It's going to be all over the world. I was going to say. So anyway, moving away from that before the drunk decides to get both of us shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roger. Uh, um, so I was listening to another podcast last night since we're recommending other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Chiluminati. It is a podcast about, um, how do I put it? It's a podcast about true crime, paranormal, aliens, and just like general history, mystery kind of stuff. Right. It's hosted by three guys, but last night was their hunt. Well, this week, which is a bit telling on when we're recording this, but was their one hundredth episode. So they've done this big, like, special episode where one of the hosts, because they're three hosts, 
went and done, I'm going to do a story that each of us would do. And he's like, this is my story. This is the story you would do. And this is the story you would do. Okay. So for one, for the second story he done, he talked about a mine in Russia. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because like he, they only kind of cursory delved into it. And I haven't personally delved into it too much myself, but I want to hear your thoughts on it because it's fucking insane. Mm. It is called the Mir, M-I-R, mine, also known as the Mirny, M-I-R-N-Y mine, or Mirny, however you want to say it. It is a mine in Russia, in this town that is so deep in the coldest part of Russia that when spring does come along and the permafrost melts, it floods the town every year. So, and this has happened so consist- consistently that they have built the entire city on stilts because they don't want to be flooded anymore. <laughs> right. Okay? So just that gives you an idea of how cold it is. And, you know, cold makes ground and rock and all that more dense because it condenses. It gets more solid. Yeah. So how do you, knowing Russia, this is the Soviet era, mind you. Knowing Russia, how do you think they wanted to start this mine here? Because it's going to be cold. It's going to be hard to drill. It's going to be hard to pickaxe. How are they? How are they going to do it? How do you think they've done it? Here in America? No, there. There? That mine. This is like a couple years, not a couple years, a couple decades ago, like the Soviet era. So like 50s, 60s, 70s. Wow. Same way they did everything. Fuck the people. And... No? No. Do you want to know how they done it? How? They, well, first of all, they said it's fucking cold as hell here. We can't do this in any kind of situation if we're going to be cold. And we don't have any kind of heater. We don't have anything. The sun is not going to help, et cetera. So what they did was... They said, get the jet engines. Ah, <laughs> and they just like fucking lit up some jet engines over there. I told you. Okay. Okay. And once again, as I said, the mine is like stone is, stone is cold, permafrost is solid. You can't really do anything too much with pickaxe or whatnot. So what they did was they just fucking hucked dynamite at it. <laughs> of course they did. Like you can look up pictures. Like you know how some people say like it's a wound on the earth about things? Mm-hmm. You can look up pictures of this mine and the only way to describe it is it is a wound on the earth. Because that's literally how they built the mine. They just kept throwing dynamite at it. Did it work? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's fucking cool. It's fucking massive, isn't it? I feel like that's going to be a very, um, it's going to bite them in the ass. It's been there for almost half of it half a century It hasn't bite now. them in the ass yet? Well, it has in a way because it is a no-fly zone. Meaning, like, aircraft cannot go over it. And do you want to yeah, know why? I mean, once, once something happens, the aircraft is a wrap. Because the hole is so deep now that some of the geothermal heat is actually produced in the hole. Oh, and when it comes up and meets the cold air from the surface, mm-hmm. it creates... Because, you know, that's how tornadoes and hurricanes and all that are created. Right. Hot air meets cold air, creates a pressure difference, starts making tornado kind of things. So it's a no-fly zone because they've had several incidences where, like, a helicopter will fly over and just go straight down the fucking hole. Because, like, they'll be like, hey, look at that. You, it's just gone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because the, the pressure is so, like, such, causing such an issue that they'll hit it just the right way and just go straight down. Gosh. <laughs> We're over here losing people in the Bermuda Triangle. And we are losing people to a hole that they made. <laughs> like, it's like. But, and you, you think that's where it gets kind of weird and creepy. Like, oh, it just, like, because of geothermal pressures and air hot air cold air it just fucking sucked people in but that's not the weirdest part about it the weirdest part about it is this is a diamond mine okay and there's a study done in 2004 and you saw how whole big the hole is how much of the diamond population of the earth do you think this hole produced 
Because you know how hard it is to get diamonds. Yeah, a lot. So how much do you think it produced? I don't know. A fuck ton. At least 50% of the world's diamonds. Are you fucking serious? In 2004 had come from this mine. Are you fucking serious? Yes. 50 fucking percent? At least 50%. Damn, let's take a trip. They will not let you near that thing. I figured they would. In 2009, they had shut it down for a while, but in 2009, it got recommissioned. So it is back in active. That's why we need to never fuck with Russia. But, and you want to know how they know that they won't let you near this? What? You know De Beers, the diamond company? Mm -hmm. Like the ones who own basically all the diamonds? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Back when the diamonds were first being produced, Russia had this thing. They were buying them from Russia, and they started noticing that, like, Towards about the midlife, like the middle of when the mine was like halfway, they had been going for a while. They noticed it started producing consistently gem quality diamonds, wow. which is the best type of diamond you can get from a mine. Right. And they're like, there's no fucking way you're mining and producing this amount of consistent gem quality, much less how many carrots this mine is producing. Because as far, because scientifically, as far as they knew with diamonds, there's no fucking way any single mine can produce that much anyway. Right. So then they start getting consistent gem quality and they're like, hold the fuck on. Something isn't right here. <laughs> because, and like you, they can't say, oh, it's just fake. Because they had like, they scientifically analyzed it. They had their gem cutters look at it. They had some people analyze it entirely. Mm-hmm. Those were real diamonds they were not fake they might have been scientifically created you can't prove otherwise but we don't know wow so the De Beers were like can we uh can we see the mine and Russia's like no <laughs> I wouldn't let them see it either and, what? Then, and then they kept trying for a little while and they're like yeah, yeah you know what sure however however you can only see it for 20 minutes ah so pretty and it was a guided tour so they got to like glance inside the mine and that's it. So they don't even know what's actually happening down there. Oh my gosh, there's workers down there? There's what? There's workers down there? Yeah, apparently. They're still producing diamonds and shit. Oh my God, I thought they just got finished saying that it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Oh, okay. They just don't and also because, you know, like, you know as, I, as I said, the permafrost every spring melts and floods the town. So they built everything on stilts. Yeah. And I showed you that picture where the town has built itself around this giant fucking hole. Yeah. Where do you think the permafrost melt goes? Oh, down the hole. That's why it was decommissioned, because it was flooding. Yeah. And then in 2009, they recommissioned it and said, we expect it to go for another 50 years. Oh, okay. But do you want to know, like, a few people attended when it was recommissioned, but do you want to know who the biggest attender was when it was recommissioned? Who? Take a wild guess. Is it? Fuck. Don't tell me it's. Is it us? Is it someone from us? Putin. Fuck. Fucking Putin. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this mine in Russia that for a good couple decades was producing an insane amount of diamonds. I'm, we're talking billions of dollars worth of diamonds. That's crazy. With I several wish. of them being gem quality, which is nearly impossible for any other mine. Right. And then... At some point, they dug so deep that it started creating geothermal heat that then met the cold air on top that made it a no-fly zone because it would just suck things into it. <laughs> they made an actual black hole. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Gosh, the thing money makes you do. Fucking Putin. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, just to like make it a bit weirder outside of that, when they did decommission it, they didn't originally say it was for flooding. They originally said, we just dug too deep. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, accidents happen. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, we dug too deep. It's like, that, that doesn't make any sense. To, oh, yeah, no, we dug too deep and it started flooding, so we can't really do anything with it. Uh huh. <laughs> they can't even like fill that shit up. Like, no, they're not, I mean, they're, uh, they said diamonds. I bet they're not going to, but now you guys have a permanent hole. I feel like if something were to, if they had an earthquake, it's kind of fucked for them, isn't it? Yeah, because like if, it, and they're on stilts anyway, so they just need like one good earthquake and it's all just gone. Then why the, why the fuck is anybody living over there? I would have left. That's too risky. <laughs> That's way too risky. To, the sh- I mean, come on, they have snow in Texas and all this other shit. I would have been gone. Mm-hmm. That's literally a death trap you're living on every single day. Yeah. But no, and I would say like if you if anyone wants to look at it, just look up M I M I R mine in Russia and go to like Google Images, Google Earth, anything, and it'll show you just how massive this hole is. Like, I'm trying to find a good picture of it because I know there's like this really good picture that shows you like in detail how it looks, and you can see here's a good one actually. You can see in the bottom where it is flooding. Yeah, that's so fucking dangerous. It's just in like, and I can't get over like because you know Soviet Russia. Soviet Russia was all about doing everything the way out, the like best quote unquote best way, the most efficient way possible. So they said we want to make a mine, but it's too fucking cold. What are we gonna do? Just light it up with jet engines. <laughs> <laughs> just, That's so fucking dangerous. Just or like, it's like, and then it's like, oh, but we can't. Like drills aren't gonna work. We can't pickaxe realistically. What are we gonna do? Dynamite. It's like what? Just toss dynamite at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, what else could happen? We're we going to build a hole that's too deep for our own good. Oh, look at what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that whole town is fucked. All it takes is one little earthquake and it's a wrap. Yeah. It's going to cave down with the hole. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're so fucked. And then on top of that, like as as the as they said on the podcast last night, as I said, as I said as well, I was like, you don't we don't truly know what's happening in that hole. It could just be a mining operation. It could be something more. Well, it should be something more. It's always something more. <laughs> but uh, just to give you like a good idea on how deep this mine actually is. 525 meters. 525 meters. Do you, know do you know how big that is in realistic, like how American f- terms, not realistic how many terms. football fields is that? It is 1,722 feet. That's fucking crazy. And how tall is the Empire State Building? I don't know. 1,457 feet. God damn. The Empire State Building could be put at that bottom of the hole and still the peak would still not come out of the top of it. That's fucking crazy. That should be illegal that they did any of that <laughs> shit. Someone should have fucking stopped them. I know there's somebody that controls the fucking world. The same way there's people that control a fucking country. There's somebody that controls the fucking world. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What would let them do that shit? Like, that's so dumb. Like, I couldn't be a part of the world powers if they told me that. Yeah, so we built a hole. Yeah, it's pretty deep. How deep? You put the you know Empire State Building there. Yeah, it's still not going to reach the top. You still got to go 300 feet to go. First thing I would have said, like, who the fuck told you you could do that shit? <laughs> Why would you do that? Now, keep in mind, though, this is when they were Soviet Russia, so the, no one could really keep them in check. They were doing whatever the fuck they hey, wanted. Hey, y'all just did that shit for fucking fun. Y'all did that and said, hey, what's going to happen? Science experiment. Rather, you test dummy on your own people rather than doing this. Well, we know one thing. It's fucked for y'all if y'all have an earthquake. Don't be calling for help. Right. 
But no, it's still, hey, it's just insane to me. Like, and 2004, 50% of the world's diamonds had come from that hole, at the least. That's fucking crazy. And they recommissioned it in 2009. So imagine how much of the world's diamonds now are just from that hole. That's fucking crazy. That's the only thing I said that's good that came out of that. Hey, at least you made diamonds, right? It's fucking idiots. Yeah. And, and like, it's, as people said, like, as the De Beers said, like, there's re- logistically, as far as we know scientifically, how diamonds are made, there's no fucking way that many diamonds coming out of that hole. It's the only possible way it could have happened is if they just, like, struck the, like, one in a billion fucking chance of finding a gym cave of nothing but diamonds. And at that point, if you did, then, like, I, I, yeah, I get it. You want to keep it secret. But, like, scientifically, imagine what we could learn from that. Oh, yeah. Like. But, you know, people, we ruin everything. Yeah, that's true. Regardless yeah. of where you come from, you ruin fucking everything. Yeah, that's true. People just, you just, I mean, look what the fuck we've done now to everything in right of us. We can't even conserve gas correctly. You really <laughs> think we can figure out something scientific? <laughs> just figure out how to get an object on Mars. I mean, no, we've had several objects on Mars. This is just the, first, the this is the second autonomous man-made object on Mars. Oh my bad. <laughs> actually, speaking of that'll actually be a good way to end this top podcast topic. Have you heard about what happened to the first one? The, the first, first one. the first drone on Mars. The I don't know, alien took it and ran away with on it. Mars. No, um, it. I think the wheel got fucked. Like it got it couldn't run anymore. Something happened to the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. I think, is it Discovery? Was What was the first one called? Do we know? Do you know? No, I don't know. Okay, I have the Spotify. They all the same to me. The first one was uh, Opportunity. Okay. That was the first drone, the first rover sent to Mars was Opportunity. Okay? That's ironic. <laughs> but um, when Opportunity got to a point where it could not move anymore... His battery is still operational and it still had sun panels so they could still like, it was just stationary now. So they could still like observe and it was, you know, you could still see things. Yeah. But, um, then something happened. Here it is. Opportunity bounced to a stop on the Martian surface in 2004 and roamed from crater to crater for 14 years. Okay. So Opportunity was active for 14 years. Just doing its thing, rolling around, checking things out. And until one of the tires went bad and it just couldn't do anything from there, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But um, because you and we like we I think we've talked about this before, but we know humans. Humans pack bond with everything. Yeah. Like we like even like little machines like Tamagotchis or like Furbies or anything. We pack bond with a fucking Furby mm-hmm. because like in our heads for some reason we have this weird thing where we personify inanimate objects. So we pack bond with it. Like Roombas. People put googly eyes on their Roombas and it becomes a pet. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But all the scientists who made Opportunity had pack bonded with Opportunity. As far as they were concerned, it was part of the team. It was part of their family. Oh, my God. So when when it crashed and it couldn't move anymore, they kept working, like, tirelessly for as long as they could to keep to try and get it going. I couldn't work at NASA. (laughs) I would have been like, it's done. No, 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 we have to figure it out. No, we don't. <laughs> not even not even for like, uh, the, oh, it was pack bonded, but because like we, we still wanted to learn more about Mars, there's still so much we needed to, like, we could learn if we could get it going again. Right? Yeah. 
But they couldn't. And, uh, oh, okay. and programmed it to sing happy birthday to itself. Oh my so. god, what if um, aliens were actually in Mars? <laughs> and like they just heard, they, they've been trying to stay away from this thing for 14 years because they don't want to know what it is. Right. And like they just hear happy birthday to. Oh, I mean, it does it in beeps, but yeah, basically. Oh, I'm about to say you just hit beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time they're like, what the fuck? But then once it got crashed and it was certain that there was no way they were going to get it moving and that it was time was coming. There's this playlist that they would play to it on repeat. And you can get this on Spotify. You can listen to all of it. And they would play it to it all the time. And it was called Opportunity Wake Up. What? Yeah, and it was like songs like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, The Trooper by Iron Maiden, Dust in the Wind by Kansas, Here Comes the Sun by The Beatles, stuff like that. The Beatles. But, um, and this breaks my heart every time, knowing how they felt about the machine and what happened. When when machine when the opportunity like died when the battery could no longer keep going and the sun was gone for long enough for the battery to just die, it's because a dust storm had gone over it and it could not solar charge anymore. Okay, and opportunity sent one last ping signal to the server that it was connected to on Earth, and let me see if I can find it specifically because it's such a heartbreaking message. Opportunity's last message was. Uh, it had just been taken over by a dust storm. Its battery was already dying. They knew this. And it couldn't solar charge anymore because of the dust storm. Okay? Okay. So the message it pinged to the server, and they knew it was going. They, they knew there's nothing they can do to save it now. The message it pinged to the server, and this is the final communication they ever have from Opportunity, is my battery is low, and it's getting dark. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh, it's fucked now. God yeah. damn. So it's like the solar panels are still working, but it's been taken, you know, it's been taken over by a dust storm. And then you just get one last message and it says, my battery is low and it's getting dark. Oh, shit. <laughs> they was asking for help. Like, that's just, is that not so heartbreaking? That's, I was, it's fucked up. <laughs> I will say that's fucked up. Like, God, I would have been sitting there like, oh, shit, that shit will hit you differently if you're up there with them. God, I wouldn't that's sad. That's really sad. That's sad. It's a machine, too. So that makes it even sadder. <laughs> Machines have feelings, y'all. Yeah, no, like, eventually, but right for, for now. <laughs> Machines have feelings. They... But yeah, so that's opportunity. And I would definitely, like, if you if you found interest in that or you like listening to that, just look up the entire story of, like, what opportunity was, how it worked, what all we did with it. It's really interesting to know what we figured out about Mars because of it. Yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, like, I can't remember where I heard that, but someone told that to me, and I was like, oh, my God, that breaks my heart. That's so, no, like, they have pack bonded with this machine, and the last message they ever get from it is, it's getting dark, and my, ba- my battery is dying, and it's getting dark. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, God, just who knew a robot can make you feel? <laughs> uh, it's uh, so. You ever awful. think you're emotionalist? Just think about that story. <laughs> I promise you, you will feel some type of way. God, sitting there like, oh my God, that poor. What is it called again? Rover opportunity. Opportunity. Oh, he had no opportunity to charge up. And then, what was the second rover? Not the second rover, but what's the rover we have on there currently? Perseverance. You know, Perseverance has actually found opportunity. Oh, fuck. Like, they they sent him on a little journey. He found opportunity. Did he put a message out? I don't, I can't remember if they done anything with it, but they did find it. They saw him on the cameras. It was, oh. (laughs) Probably dead somewhere, like. 
they were like, we found him. <laughs> we found him. It's probably some dude that's been there for like the last 20 years. Remember his opportunity when he was like Playing a baby? Yeah, all. like, it's going to be it. Yeah, opportunity. Next, you know, like 20 years later. <laughs> I remember when you were just scrap metal. Oh my god, that would be awful. I could not work with NASA. I couldn't work with NASA either. I would have been like, sheesh. I would have been fucked up. Yo, you know, that's that's a mind fucking right that there. Is. That's very mind fucking. Think that you out here, you know, trying to figure out how to go to different universes and planets, but really you're forming bonds with machinery. Yeah. Get a life. <laughs> Not even get a life. It's just that's what happens though. Like people form bonds with like um computers. Like, you know, tech nerds. Like I'm me and me and a bunch of my friends, like we specifically name our computers. Oh god. Like, I'm so glad I'm not in the tech. <laughs> I couldn't form bond with any type of machinery. I form bond with animals. I mean, and I do too, but also I form bond with um celebrities that don't care. I rat two rats ass about me. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that was the podcast for today. I think we made up for the last time by being some pretty fucking hard topics. Really interesting topics. Yeah. But uh, so for Professor Recommends this week, I would say just check out the two podcasts we recommended, which is The White Underbelly. The Soft White, the soft white Underbelly. Yeah. And The Chiluminati. Yep. Interesting. They're really good. I yep. like them. They have an inbred one. Totally fucking interesting. I'm not even going to try and sell the Chiluminati to you. I just want you to know that like they do everything. Not everything, but as far as like, tr- it's true crime, paranormal, aliens, and history's mysteries are the segments they have. They have an inbred one, and they also have a Ku Klux Klan member one. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gets fucked up. They also have a sex offender one. Anyway, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week. Apologies again for not doing anything last week. Life happens. Bye. We have a lot of um, prostitutes. Yeah, bye. <laughs>